Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of June 20, 2022. And for this week's episode, I'd like to return my focus to what's happening in the 2023 model year ordering cycle. And today, all eyes are on the opening of the 2023 Ram ProMaster Order Bank, which officially opened on Monday, June 20. The anticipation is that there will be an extremely strong order activity for the 2023 ProMaster. And the reason I use the word anticipated is because this video is being recorded the day before the order banks actually open for the ProMaster. But all indications are that there will be a huge influx of ProMaster orders because it's one of the more sought after commercial vehicles in the fleet market today. And I know based on my conversations uh, the week prior with several fleet management companies, they've been busy assembling ProMaster orders from their clients to be ready to place them immediately upon the opening of the order banks. So not only is ordering strong for specific models, but when you look at it from the fleet industry as a whole, vehicle order volume continues to be extremely robust. In fact, just last Wednesday, June 15th, GM announced that effective immediately, a cutoff for U.S. fleet ordering for all models of the 2023 Chevrolet Blazer. In fact, any orders placed that Wednesday, June 15th, were automatically canceled. What's amazing is that with this recent order cutoff announcements uh, is that we're not even at the end of June and already there are now 27 GM models that have sold out their entire 2023 fleet allocation. And this fact is a strong demonstration of the strength of the 2023 model year fleet ordering cycle and of the strong demand of these GM products. And what's causing the strong demand is pent up demand created by the cancellation of prior year orders. In fact, there are some fleets that place vehicle orders in calendar year 2020 that have still yet to have these vehicles assembled and they've simply been rolled over now twice into the next model year. So here's a contrarian question posed by one fleet manager explaining the strong fleet demand and the reason for the early closure of fleet ordering for some 2023 models. So quote, it would be interesting to compare 2019 total fleet allocation to what is being offered in 2023. Is it really pent up demand or are OEMs simply allocating fewer vehicles to fleets? End of quote. And another factor contributing to the canceled fleet orders has been due to the well-publicized supply constraints, in particular, the microchip shortage. And while the inventory volume for microchips has been improving, it still continues to be a significant issue in reducing overall production volumes. So for instance, according to Auto Forecast Solutions, and this is a company that tracks these supply constraints, since January to June 2022, there have been more than 205,000 vehicle orders for both retail and fleet that have been canceled in North America due to the microchip shortage. So supply constraints continue to be a factor in limiting vehicle availability in addition to other factors. So let me switch gears at this point and discuss some other new emerging topics. So last week, the other big news was the announcement on June 13th that Wheels Donlin parent company had signed a stock purchase agreement with Lease Plan Corporation to acquire Lease Plan USA and combine the business with Wheels Donlin to create a unified fleet management company. 
And this announcement wasn't a complete surprise. I mean, I've heard speculation as far back as December 2021 that this might be a viable scenario allowing ALD Automotive to acquire lease plans international operations without competing in the U.S. with Wheels Donlin. And this is important because Wheels Donlin has been a longtime global alliance partner with ALD Automotive. And for ALD to have retained Lease Plan USA as a standalone company, that would have placed them in a competitive situation with Wheels Donlin. So this ultimate resolution was a brilliant solution to resolving this dilemma. But what surprised me was the reaction from the industry once we made this announcement. And here's one reaction from a fleet manager upon hearing this news. So, quote, how much fleet consolidation is too much? I, I'm wary of all the consolidation, but I do understand why it's occurring. But as a customer, the provider pool has just gotten smaller. First, GEPHH becomes Element, now Wheels Donlin Lease Plan. Out of these five FMCs, we will only be left with just two FMCs. This makes me wonder as to what other consolidations are on the horizon. End of quote. Not only is there consolidation among FMCs, there's also consolidation among OEM EV startups. So for instance, Electric Last Mile Solutions, or ELMS as it's known, is preparing to liquidate under Chapter 7 bankruptcy. You know, meaning one less EV OEM is going to be in the market. But what makes this so astounding is that just 12 months ago, Elms was valued at 1.4 billion with a B dollars when it went public in June of 2021. And now 12 months later, it's preparing to liquidate. You know, the speed of this reversal of fortune for Elms has been nothing but amazing. And likewise, consolidation is also starting to occur in the EV infrastructure side of the business. Just last Tuesday, June 14th, Blink Charging, an EV charging station provider, signed an agreement to acquire SemiConnect for $200 million, which will add about 13,000 chargers and 3,800 locations to its business. Some observers see the recent consolidations as the opening chapters in what promises to be an even more widespread consolidation occurring throughout the fleet industry. And in one of my recent interviews, I cited a speech given by Jim Farley, Ford Motor Company CEO, at the Bernstein Strategic Decisions Conference on June 1. And in that speech, Farley said that the transition to electric vehicles will force a major consolidation among automakers and suppliers in the years ahead. And the reason for the consolidation is that the massive amounts of capital needed to invest in these and other technologies will force smaller companies to be acquired. So as the old Chinese proverb goes, may you live in interesting times. And, you know, we certainly do. You know, we've been, we have ordering constraints. We have the emergence of industry consolidation. So what else is happening? Well, on Thursday, June 16th, Tesla announced that it increased the price of the Model Y long range by $3,000 and is now selling for $65,990. And the reason for the increase was due to the higher cost of raw materials such as aluminum and lithium, which are key commodities in manufacturing of EVs. And likewise, the base sticker price of the GMC Hummer EV was increased by more than $6,000 on new reservations due to the cost increases for commodities, parts, and logistics. However, this doesn't impact the more than 77,500 reservations that have already been placed prior to the price increase. These will be price protected.
But it's not only price increases that we're experiencing, we're also experiencing the reverse, price decreases for some models in the EV market. And earlier at the beginning of June of 2022, General Motors cut the price of the Chevrolet Bolt and the Bolt EUV by about $6,000. So now the starting price for the 2023 model year Bolt EV now begins at $26,595, which is very reasonable. So what else is happening in the market? Well, effective July 1, 2022, the IRS increased the standard mileage reimbursement rate to 62.5 cents per mile compared to the prior rate of 58.5 cents. So this amounts to about a four, uh, 4 cents per mile increase. And the IRS standard mileage rate, it's a benchmark. It's used by the federal government and by many businesses to reimburse their employees for the out-of-pocket mileage expenses um, mostly for driving their personal vehicles. So while this increase in mileage reimbursement is certainly welcome, it still lags behind the actual increase in gasoline prices, which on a nationwide average went from $3.28 per gallon in January 2022 to today's prices, which depending on where you live, can be anywhere from $5 to almost $7 per gallon. And to compensate for this increase in fuel costs, we now get an extra four cents per mile when we drive our personal cars for company business. Well, I guess something is better than nothing. So with this as my final observation, I'd like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of June 20, 2022. And with that, I'd like to thank you for watching.